0: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Welcome
6: in, everybody. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug is out. And as you just heard, Aaron Torres, Anthony Gargano are in. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there and unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So... Uh, I'm here in the Los Angeles Tirect.com studios. Anthony Gargano, the Philadelphia Tirect.com studios, is that accurate? Is that where you are right now?
7: That would be accurate, my brother. It would be accurate. We're in Philadelphia, baby. Okay.
6: So yes. I'm I'm done, you know. Co- we're bi
7: coastal, man.
6: We are. You know, we're coast to coast. We're we're gonna be doing this for the next four hours. We're filling in for Doug Gottlieb, Ben Cavino, and Rich. I'll say this, Anthony, you know, first of all, everybody tells me to call you cuz. Is that is that accurate? Is that a is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, do you I call like, me cause. do? Do we got to wait till like hour two, hour three? Like you know, once no. we, once we get to okay, okay. No, yeah. no, 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 you, no,
7: no. You and I are simpatico, brother. Okay, no, you call me cause, a- and actually, truthfully, it's ant or cause, and okay. it just as familial a n t
6: well it's it's a uh, it's a time to be spending with family. We hope everybody had a great holiday. by the way, really quickly did you I hope you had a great holiday? I mean, I know you're an Eagles guy, so I'm sure part of it was spent uh, with Jalen Hurts and uh, and the boys. But did you have a good holiday overall?
7: Yeah, brother, yeah it was uh, it was a beautiful day. so Christmas Eve I'll give you the lay down all right the low down well, Christmas on. Eve, I do the Feast of the Seven Fishes, okay. so I cook for my whole family. So I made lobster bisque, I had a scallops dish, shrimp, uh, caramari, uh salmon, and I do a crabs and pasta. Wow. So crab, red cra- and the red gravy with the crabs. It's, it's like tasting the sea. Sure. Uh, tasting the sea, it's amazing. So the next day, we was nice and relaxed, and we just had a low key over my sisters, and we all gathered to watch the game. You know it's amazing how football I know will bring family together, man. Like it, it's just like we all it was awesome because we're all cozy and lazy day, and we're eating and, and just watching a game. You know what did you do?
6: Well, it, it's much the same for me. Uh, my wife is from her family's from Guatemala originally, and so they do a very big Christmas Eve uh, celebration, and so we were up until you know one or two hosting on Christmas Eve. And then yesterday, speaking of, you know, how you bring family together, I knew everybody was relaxed because the wife was sitting there in bed with me just watching the Chiefs absolutely melt down against the Raiders. So I knew we must be in the holidays because she was relaxed. She's not a big football uh, gal. And then at nighttime, uh, Arnie Spanier and I were on air here for the 49ers-Ravens game. So obviously, you know, that was the big one. And by the way, I agree with you 100%, Anthony, is like – the way that football brings everybody together on, you know, Thanksgiving, now Christmas. We're going to talk a, about an hour from now about, uh, you know, I think the NFL has fr- officially stolen Christmas Day from the NBA. Aha, uh-huh. ha. You done. brought that it's up dead. to it's me. Dead. Yes,
7: and you're right. Now, don't tell my dear friend, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN, who I love, who's listening right now. And don't tell her this, but, dude, I, I forgot about it. I mean, listen. Listen, I'm a Sixer man, right? You know, and the Sixers were playing the Heat yesterday. Lakers, and it was awesome, right? Boston, the whole thing. But I'll be honest with you, it was an afterthought. The whole thing was an afterthought.
6: I'll tell you what, let's start here, because we could get to the Ravens, 49ers. We Everybody knows what we, happened we there. all right, yeah. But let, let's start here, because I'll say this is, you know, very privileged to be here at Fox Sports Radio doing what we do, and obviously, you know, I, I filled in on quite a few holidays through the years, and so I bring it up because it was the 2020 season where, uh, if you remember, the NBA bubble happens, and if you remember the players the league wanted to start christmas day 2020 that following season yeah and the players put up a big stink and no you know nobody wanted to play well lebron didn't want to play let's be honest um and so i bring it up because that year the nfl decided you know what let's just throw a game on 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 christmas day we don't really know if the nba is going to be playing or not it was viking saints it did an insane number and then the next year, I, this is when I noticed it, is is I do every Saturday night uh, 7, uh, excuse me, 8 to 11 Pacific, so that would be 11 to 2 a.m. Eastern. And there was a Browns-Packers game that night. It was when Baker was still with the Browns, and obviously the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, he was an MVP, all that. I looked it up last night to make sure I wasn't, you know, my, my brain was working right. That game did 28 million viewers. That was Christmas Day of 2021. I said, oh, boy. The NFL got a taste of it last year. They came for the day this year and now it's over. And I think yesterday was the uh full circle moment where I'm with you man is like and listen, I know that the the Chiefs Raiders game came down to the wire and obviously because it's the Chiefs we got to talk about it. I know that it was one versus one Ravens versus 49ers at night. I know that the Eagles your Eagles had a lot of a lot at stake in the middle of the day. But we had the Golden State Warriors who I am told are the biggest draw in the NBA outside of the Lakers playing the reigning champion Nuggets, and it was crickets. I didn't know anybody watching it. Everybody was focused on Mahomes, the 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 the, the Chiefs. I'm here to tell you, man. You tell me because you were with family. Well, let me ask you this: What would have happened if you said, uh, uh, "Honey," you, to your sister, to your mom, to whomever you were with? Hey, you know, can I just check on that Lakers game real quick? They probably would have smacked that remote right out of your hands. Uh, what the of
7: course. Now, remember, now, it, it, even if it wasn't the Eagles, right? Because if it's the Eagles, I and mean, the Eagles is like religion here, right? So you can only imagine. But even if it wasn't that, yeah. I mean, and we're, tw- we're a basketball family. We're a, we're a sports family, all right? So it's not wouldn't be uncommon. Like, there have been Christmases of the past where we watch basketball. Like, again, I told you I'm a big Sixer guy, so, you know, we've done it. When I was a sports writer, I did my share of Christmas at the United Center in Chicago covering Bulls games on Christmas. Because remember, the original holiday was the Bulls on Christmas Day. Sure. And I covered my, share, my fair share of games. But no, you're you're spot on, man. Like everybody was locked in. We were locked into Raiders. By the time the festivity started, it was the end of Chiefs, Raiders. We go into Eagles Giants and we end with Niners and Ravens. And and that's kind of what it was. And now I'm on my phone and I was checking some of the NBA. Of but course. the NBA, to your point, I listen to this. I mean the NBA has all of its star power out there. Milwaukee and the Knicks from the Garden, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You mentioned Golden State, Denver, Boston, LA. Uh, it doesn't get bigger than LeBron and the Celtics, mm-hmm. Sixers, Heat, and then you end with you know the Mavericks and Suns, Luca and the and the and that Suns squad of the stars, right? So you have the league's best, and it doesn't even make a whisper compared to the NFL, it just goes to show you what's king.
6: It does. You know, it'll be interesting next year. I think it's a leap year, so I think Christmas technically falls on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, so the NBA – I going to bring that up to you. Yeah, I was going to say the NBA might be spited for a year. Uh, do you think – what? because, you know, Arnie and I were talking about this a little bit last night is, is, as I said, this is a new phenomenon. Now, if Christmas Day fell on a Sunday, that was a different story. If Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday, that was a different story. But I think going forward – if Christmas Day basically falls on a probably, frankly, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday, and probably Friday, I think Tuesday, Wednesday are the only. I think from now on we're getting three games like it's Thanksgiving. They're gonna stuff the NFL down our throats, and we're gonna like every second of it. Do you think it's fair to say like I really think the NFL got a little taste of that 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 sweet fruit, and they're like, no, 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 you gave us, you know, you cracked the door open, we're barging on through. I think we're getting triple headers, and I think we're getting a lot of NFL Christmas Day going forward.
7: Yeah, and and listen, and I know it's a Wednesday, but you can manipulate the schedule because the schedule is the way it is on the over the holidays. You manipulate the schedule so you can put maybe you don't put three, but you put two. Sure, and you gotta have four teams, and you figure out a way to do it because. You know, maybe they play the previous Monday night, so they have a week and a couple days, like, right? So sure. you would have that kind of thing kind of work. I think that's how you have to do it because you own it. And it's funny, I mentioned Ramona. And Ramona, she was at Lakers Celtics yesterday. And she was, listen, it was fun. But you guys are right. NFL's king. Hoops doesn't matter until the playoffs. And that's the biggest issue when it comes to the NBA. Now, I give him a lot of credit for the tournament and maybe in time, the tournament – and those those guys played a little extra harder. It felt different. The court was different. I mean, I liked it. But it, it still has to be a ways before it matters. Hoops doesn't matter until the playoffs. So, and that's the biggest problem. And that's what the NFL exposes, that the rest of these sports – don't really matter in the regular season. I mean look at the baseball, like baseball, unless it's the playoffs. You know, hey, that's great. You play 162 games, and the Dodgers have Team Japan, and it's awesome. But if they don't win it, what's the real deal?
6: Let me let me ask you a question because you said you you were in Chicago during the the Bulls years. Has it always – besides the fact that the NFL obviously every year grows in popularity and obviously this Christmas Day is a new thing. But I don't – I'm a – so I don't mean to make you feel old. I'm a child of the 90s. So, like, I, you know, Jordan is what I grew up on, um, whatever. But I just bring it up to say, like, this whole thing that even NBA people – have basically conceded our regular season doesn't matter. I don't feel like it was that way. Forget No. Yeah, no, go no, ahead. Go no. ahead. It, was, it was not like that. Listen, I was a child of the
7: 80s, right? And had my <clears throat> my kind of – I started my career in the 90s. And so I started my career. My first job I'm covering – I was a sports writer for the Associated Press, and then I went to the New York Post. And, you know, I'm a young sports writer, and in that era – NBA regular season was the regular season. Michael Jordan, unless he was legitimately hurt, like a broken foot, played 82 games. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, he played 42 minutes every night. So there was a big difference.
6: A huge difference, and that—that's where. Um, and listen, I feel like every time I talk about the NBA, it's—it's it's negative, but it's the truth. And—and and this has been my stance on the NBA for a while. And by the way, I hate to say it, but your—the game in your area was the—the the focal point of that, right? I mean, Heat 76ers, but no Jimmy Butler, no Joe, no, Joel no Embiid. Yeah, it's like I hate to say because because I I love basketball. Like I I do like college basketball is actually the main sport that I cover. Like I, I but I bring it up because it's like. I always say like, if the players are telling you they don't care or it isn't important, by the way, I'm not saying if you're hurt, hurt, you should be playing. I get that. I understand that. No, but
7: the load management is what you're talking about. And and listen, you're right. But the NBA, here's the other thing. I think we opened up the genie, like the genie bottle, right? We let it out. You can't put it back in. The problem is, for some reason, back in the 90s, the regular season – felt like it mattered I agree it just did it felt like it mattered as did Major League Baseball like those things felt like they mattered NBA playoffs were the same brother like so I I don't know I guess it's the load management I guess it's the fact that it's just about that tournament at the end of the year it just became this whole thing where the playoffs are the only thing that really matters in the NBA it's a shame
6: no, and I think the other thing too is I I think player mobility. It's fun for uh you know the ten minutes that okay where's Anthony Correct. Davis going to get traded? Where's you know I had to say the four letter word in Philly, but where's James Harden going to get traded? Where's this? Was that? But I was thinking about this is that I believe the highest rated NBA Christmas Day game ever. It was Shaq and Kobe's first meeting after their breakup. It was Christmas Day 04. Uh, I remember when Durant – you know, obviously when LeBron left Miami, left for Miami from Cleveland, it was a huge story. When Durant left for Golden State the first time they played Oklahoma City. Now it's like these guys leave everywhere every other year, and it's like – you know, so I think that's hurt it as well, where, you know, 10 years ago, um, Durant leaving, now that becomes a thing. But it's like he kind of just leaves everywhere no, he
7: goes. But what you're also well, right, and it also manifests itself – in rivalry. So if you go back to Lakers-Kings, oh, like, yeah. like the Lakers-Kings rivalry. Sacramento-Queens, right? W- was a big deal. Te- yes. Yeah. Like, you know, so when you're every one of those regular season games mattered. Great call. You know, when you had
6: Divac and Shaq going at it and Weber, and, like that was a big deal. That's fair. I'm trying to think of what is the best NBA rivalry right now. Like, is is there one? I mean, it's the the uniform rivalry is Celtics Lakers, and I guess LeBron has a little bit of history with the Celtics. He's had a lot of history with the Celtics, but it's like, yeah, I don't feel like there's that Bulls Knicks bad blood. That uh, uh, you know, Lakers Kings bad blood. uh, You know, the Lakers Trailblazers. You also had
7: the Indiana Chicago, right? Yeah, Reggie Miller and the Indiana New York in the you know so you had rivalries up in in the east and the west coast
6: it is unbelievable and I do think yesterday confirmed uh the the Christmas day is the NFLs until further notice as I said to lead the segment uh you know there was a window that cracked open in 2020 and I think the NFL has officially planted its flag three games yesterday including one that we got to get to here gargano as of course uh the San Francisco 49ers did not look very good against the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to discuss that. We are going to discuss the MVP race. That's coming up. I should mention, by the way, uh, we are broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios, and we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. When we come back, we will talk about a busy Christmas day on the gridiron. And we will, of course, start with the Ravens 49ers so many takeaways all that next Aaron Torres Anthony Gargano in for Doug Gottlieb
0: this is Fox Sports Radio thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 eastern 12 to pacific on Fox Sports Radio find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR
3: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody.
6: Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Anthony Gargano in for Doug Gottlieb this afternoon. Doug taking some much-deserved time off. By the way, Anthony, I I do need to uh, already, 24 minutes into the show, issue an apology because we spent most of the first segment basically saying uh, that the NBA is dead, more or less, regular season. You know, Christmas Day has been taken over by the the NFL. I stand corrected because during the break, our board op Sam just gave producer Bo Benson – an in-season tournament towel for Christmas and I have never wow. seen, I've never seen Bo as happy as he was when he opened that gift so I stand corrected I thought the NBA was dead I thought all the star players needed to play but Sam Kin- Kinsel, I always say your name wrong. I apologize. Kinsley, it's all right. Kinsley, Kinsley. yeah, yeah, it's okay. You talk about making well, Sam a year. Young... I go back a ways. Yeah, did he ever my... get you an in-season tournament? We... In our no, dude.
7: we never actually got to meet Where's in person. Where's my I know, I know. I came out one, but you weren't there. I don't think I was on the show anymore. Next time I'm yeah. in Philly,
6: I'm going to harass you because I, you know, my sister lives out there with her family. I, so I know we come. Out, I come. Out, I was last there in 2021. I think I shot you a text, but you're up in uh, Bala-Sinwid, or you're maybe you were-
7: I, I was working at Ballastinwood. Okay, okay. Right, 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 Kinwid. right. I just butchered that but name. Yeah, Do we move to- No, that's all right. That's all right. No, Sandy. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah.
6: I will harass you next time I'm in town, though. Please, yeah. dude. We'll, have, we'll have a drink or something.
7: A kidding me? We go back. I mean, we worked together for three years. Art. Yeah. Yep,
6: three so years. that was overnight, and- so he had three Christmases to get you an in-season tournament. I didn't towel. get
3: the towel, <laughs> and that got- in-season tournament that existed uh, back 2016 to 2019. <laughs> well, you, it would have been an
6: incredible foresight by you. You were you didn't have your head no, on straight, Sam. I did so- not. I did not. All right, this is Fox Sports Radio, Doug Gottlieb Show. We we Gargano, we got to talk about this game last night because obviously uh, it was the game that you know everybody was looking forward to all weekend long. Baltimore at San Francisco, first place in the NFC, first place in the AFC on the line. And listen. I think there were a lot of different scenarios that people saw potentially playing out in this game. I don't think anybody saw Baltimore 33, San Francisco 19, Brock Purdy four interceptions. So there's a lot to take away. I'm going to give you the floor. You were watching this game with your family, as you just said. Biggest single takeaway from this game, in your opinion, was what?
7: Was the, the matchup zone that the Ravens play. So I I I rewatch all the games today because uh, Brian Baldinger, who is going to be joining us in the uh, six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific hour, will be uh, he and I do a, a NFL podcast every day, and so part of it is a lot of film study. So having seen the film off of the Niners and Ravens, what stands out is that you know to beat that Baltimore defense. You either have to have a really mobile quarterback that can extend plays and, and, give, you, and give you decisions to, for defenders to make, or you have to be perfect. So look at the two games where Baltimore, people scored on Baltimore. It was the Rams, and in that game, Stafford was perfect. Hmm. He, he hit every window perfect. All right? Last night. You saw a couple big plays that Purdy made, right? Kittle down the field because there's going to be some kind of window through the middle of the field. However, you got to be on the money. you got to be perfect because otherwise you saw the interceptions. He threw four. He could have threw three more. And that's because how they play that matchup zone where as soon as you get an area – you then man up to that guy, you're closing on the football constantly. And what looks like there's windows open, they shrink so quickly. So you got to be perfect against that defense. And that's what stood out. The Ravens taking advantage of a young Purdy who
6: thought the windows were bigger than they were. So it's really funny you say that because that's exactly what my takeaway was as well. I think today – the easy conversation, which we're going to have like everybody else, you know, what does this mean for the MVP race? Have we been looking at it wrong the whole time? And of course, you know, the Lamar is amazing angle, which surprise, surprise, Lamar is amazing. I know that statistically this was one of the best defenses in the NFL, but I I, I do think the standalone element of this on the road, flying across country I was just like, oh my goodness! Like, like I, I think we've been talking about Baltimore wrong this whole time because it's it, Lamar is such a dynamic player that it's just so easy to overlook all of the other elements of this team. And this is, in my opinion, the most complete team that he has played on. Uh, I know Mark Andrews is hurt, but you have the 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 wide receivers are better. You know, the, wow, the-
7: I mean, Zay Flowers stud. I mean, Zay Flowers stud. Beckham could still play great, but. The- Listen, dude. When 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 Mark Andrews got hurt, I thought it would really hurt their offense. Isaiah Likely is a very good tight end, and then you know what? They get another blow last week when they lose Keaton Mitchell, who was such a key key change of pace back.
6: I agree, and and I like I said, I think that was my single biggest takeaway. Is 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 that. This is the most complete team they've had. As you just said, the weapons are there for Lamar. Lamar doesn't have to do it by himself. The defense is elite, even in a way that I didn't think. I'll tell you what, Anthony, I do have one other question for you on this game. And, of course, we'll also talk about what
0: this means for the MVP race. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show. At FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Doug Gottlieb
6: Show. Doug is out. Anthony Gargano and Aaron Torres in for Doug. Walsh we'll will be filling in for Cavino and Rich will take you up till 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Before- I love those guys, too. They're terrific. Terrific guys! They do a great show. Doug does a great show. Yeah, uh, let me let me ask you this. So, so I was thinking about this watching the game last night. I was I was in with Arnie Spanier, who doesn't do a great show, but that's neither here nor there. So, no, I'm kidding. Arnie's a great guy. <laughs> I worked with Arnie
7: for years. I um, could just hear him talking to you right now. Yeah.
6: So, I mean, it, it rings wow. I listen to you. Yes. Yeah. W- once once Arnie gets in your ears, it never really disappears. But uh, <laughs> so with the Ravens, I want to ask you this. So it, yes. it, this was something we talked about a little bit last night. So, you look at Lamar's history uh, in the postseason, and we, we know what it is, and I think at many points it's largely been overrated. Yes, he lost uh, in the divisional round as a one seed, you know, bounces back, wins a game the following year, whatever, but obviously he hasn't had a ton of postseason success. Okay? And I bring it up for this reason. With the way things are trending right now in the NFL, you have a situation where obviously the Kansas City Chiefs are trending in the wrong direction. There's no Joe Burrow. As Isaac just told us, you know, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags are banged up going into the back half of, you know, final final couple games of the season. Miami picks up a signature win finally, but I don't know that any of us really believe that they have it in them to win three straight to get to a Super Bowl. I bring it up because do you think there's, like, like, is there... Does this have to be the year for Baltimore basically to make a real run? Because they're almost certainly going to have home – I guess not almost certainly because they play Miami this weekend, but they're right. very likely going to have home field advantage. Uh, the, the 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 AFC is a combination of banged up, completely out for the year, something's wrong with KC. Do you think this is the year that Baltimore has to make a legitimate run?
7: Well, I think it's going to be set up for them because I do think they're great to get the one seed, and I, I think it's set up perfectly for them to do it. I don't think you know. Oh my God! If they don't, you know, something happens and they don't make a run, that they're done. I I, I don't believe that. I think that, that first of all, the personnel wise, they're really good. They got they're not going anywhere. They're a, they're in the middle of their window. Their window is is open. It's not shutting anytime soon. And you know, I just think this this could be the year where they make that run. Though I mean, I think it's setting up for them. And, you know, look, you look at the rest of the AFC and you go, you brought up to Kansas city, which we'll talk about and how it's just really struggling. I mean, chiefs just, they, they miss their weapons so badly. Uh, You look at Miami and I go, Miami's good, but they got really beat up on defense and obviously, so, but they're, they're a strong team. And then you got all those, you know, those eight and sevens and don't count out, you know, you know, Joe Flacco, crazy Joe Flacco. I mean, it's worked with that defense, right? And, you know, they got they they got weapons. And as long as
6: Flacco just continues to just, you know, he looks good, just hit his spots, they're a dangerous team. So it sounds like you think the AFC is maybe a little bit more wide open than the, the average fan. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. What gives I you did. so much co- I mean, uh, just because that's the way playoff football goes, or what, what gives you so much confidence? Look at this look at this
7: league. It's week to week. It is. It's week to week. You know, we thought for sure, oh wow! Uh, first coming into the season, we thought the AFC was going to be much better than the NFC. Mm-hmm. Right? We all thought that, oh my God, look at the the AFC West and then in the East and Oh my God. Right? We all thought that. And then it kind of changes. And then the Eagles go on their run. Oh my God, the Eagles! Then all of a sudden it's Dallas. Then all of a sudden it's San Francisco, right? I mean, look how week to week the whole thing is. So yeah, I I think it's I think it's wide open. I like here's you know the team that I don't want to play in the NFC
6: in the NFC.
7: Yeah, Los Angeles Rams. Correct. Right That's exactly right. They're the team I want no part of right now. And, and, and they travel, right? Like, that offense travels because of Kyron Williams.
6: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually did go to the, the Thursday night game, which, by the way, feels like a million years ago just because of the way the NFL schedule broke this weekend. Um, I agree with that. And then the team, when I, when I double-checked on the NFC, because I thought you were going to go in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. And I was going to well, ask... Well, that's
7: true, too. Yeah,
6: yeah, like, you talk about that that five, six... Range, I mean, listen, even Dallas, like, I, listen, the way things are shaping up, they're probably going to have to play San Francisco, which I don't think is advantageous to them. But I just bring it up because it does feel like there's maybe a few more teams out of those wild card spots that, that could make a legitimate run. Uh, and I was going to ask you, uh, you bring up Los yeah, Angeles... Shame, shame on me for... Because I I'm actually
7: meant to bring up the Bills. Yeah. And when I got on that tangent of... Uh, you know, week to week, because that Bills team is freaking dangerous, man. They, they, and I know Sean McDermott very well. We've been friends since he was in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, the fact that they got Cook just cooking the way he is, I mean, and he's got the defense healthy. That's a dangerous team, too.
6: Yeah, it was funny because, you know, the normal show that I host uh, is uh, Saturday night, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, and so we were coming on right off of that Bill's walk- – essentially a walk-off. It wasn't quite, but it was essentially yeah. a walk-off win against the Chargers, and it feels like there was two very divergent ways to look at It, it is, one, you need a walk-off against a team with a backup quarterback and essentially a backup coach. And, uh, you know, my Saturday partner and I, Jason Martin – we kind of looked at it as the opposite is you're coming off two emotional wins, uh, you know, a a dominant win against the Cowboys last week. Now you got to fly across country on a short week. Sleepy atmosphere. Yeah, sleepy atmosphere. Um, I do think I I, I think the stats back it up. I don't know if they do or not, but I do think there is something to generally the usually get a pretty good effort the first game under an interim head coach And so I think a lot of people wanted to uh, denigrate or downgrade the Bills win. I said short week, one less day of prep, off an emotional dominant win. I came away impressed by by, by the Bills coming to Los Angeles and being able to close out that win not playing their best football on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I
7: I, I think sometimes we we expect these teams to be, you know, robotic and inhuman, right? When we look at, you know, from a week-to-week standpoint – the emotion that comes out—I mean, think about when they trounced the Cowboys. I mean, they played the perfect game. You're not going to—it was at home; it was highly emotional. You're not going to replicate that on in that environment on the road against a backup quarterback. Guys just aren't going to be, you know,
6: j- like jacked up to play Easton Stick. You're just not feeling it. <laughs> real quick is we got to get to Isaac play play game here but um we mentioned the Cowboys and you mentioned a week-to-week league and I mean you talk about where they were frankly uh what three Sundays ago that Sunday night win against you against your Eagles they're now coming off obviously back-to-back losses first one okay emotional second one late in the game, you know, some questionable uh, you know, refereeing on both sides. I know Micah Parsons wasn't happy, but I think it was uh uh not great in certain areas on both sides. On a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about the Cowboys off back to back losses?
7: Yeah, I you know, I thought they played better against Miami. I agree. I, I, I really do. Um I, I just don't there's something about Dallas and being that front they remind me so much of a front runner I just don't know that they can go on the road and put it all together. Like, I think they're a team that'll look really good at times. Like, would I be upset, and and don't let my man Chris hear this, would I I be, like, when Detroit goes to Dallas, I could see the Cowboys having a big night, right, and looking great. And it could happen in the playoffs, too. Where you know Green Bay or something I don't know, one of these wild card teams goes to Dallas and Dallas trounces them. And then they go on the road the next week and they lose. And that's kind of the MO. That they lose I don't know that they can sustain it three times to get to the Super Bowl. And
6: it's something to think about. It was a fun, fun, fun NFL uh Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The good news is we are here until 7 p.m. Eastern time to break it all down. Anthony Gargano, Aaron Torres in for Doug Gottlieb. Coming up, it is game time. Time to play a game. We'll bring in Isaac. That's next, Fox Sports Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Welcome
3: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back, everybody.
6: Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Anthony Gargano in for Doug Gottlieb. This is The Doug Gottlieb Show and I are in until 7 p.m. Eastern time, taking you through the Gottlieb Show and, of course, Covino and Rich as well. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, and as Doug does every single day, it is time to play a game. It's game time. It's game time.
11: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
6: Isaac Lohenkron over at the news desk. What are we playing today? Put
11: your ranking shoes on. Okay. Rank them. We're going to alternate NFL rankings and Christmas themed rankings. (laughs) So we cannot go wrong. I want you guys to start by ranking your present NFL MVP voting. You can either go one, two, three, or three, two, one, whatever way you want to go. And why don't you go first?
7: Well, Lamar's won. All right. Number one, Lamar, especially after last night. Number two, I listen, I, I still got to go Purdy. Only because he was, you know, it's one
6: game and they have played really well. So I'll go Purdy two and Tyreek three. All right. I will also go with Lamar one. I will go with a 49 or two. and want uh, McCaffrey? I'm going to go McCaffrey. Listen, the word value is in most valuable player. And McCaffrey does so many things out of the backfield, running the ball, catching the ball. I just think he brings a new, a different dynamic to what they do. And then three, I mean, I'd actually probably go Purdy to be honest, because I, I I don't really believe in Tua as a candidate. Dax lost two in a row. As you've said, Ant, for the last hour, this is a week-to-week league. Dak is cool right now, so I'll probably go McCaffrey 2 and Purdy 3, even though it feels like I probably shouldn't after last night.
7: All right, Who about I'll... Hill? No Tyreek? Leaving
6: a wide receiver? change uh, the game. No, he does. I mean, listen, what, what, how have the Chiefs looked this year without him? I, I know that he wasn't there last year either, but I think this yeah, is the year that it, they're, they're showing it.
11: Next, Isaac was, Next up, we're going to rank our top three – Christmas foods it's wide open here entrees side dishes desserts (laughs) take it in any delectable direction you want
6: I know you just went first Aunt, but go go first again because I I need a second to really process this this situation
7: all right so I I this is a cultural thing we do the Christmas fish all right like that's a big deal for Christmas Eve so I just got done making the seven fishes my favorite thing is the crab and the pasta the pasta with the seafood would be number number 1 for me only because of the cultural i would go number 2 to christmas cookie mm. the christmas cookie is truly should be number 1 to be honest with you because it's over everything else and then the Christ, and then number 3 the only time of the year that i'll even imbibe with it is the
6: hot chocolate <laughs> the christmas hot chocolate So real quick, before we get to my list, how long does it take you to cook that meal, man? I start on the
7: 23rd. Wow. And I stay up all night because the crab gravy takes,
6: I have to let it simmer and cook for like 12 hours. I know Sam said he's coming to swing by, but I might have to roll through. I'll be crashing it myself next year. That sounds pretty good. Just booking the tickets right now. now
7: You're all invited. I I have a house full of people. I love it. Big Link came one year. The Eagles are playing the Raiders, so I made sure Lincoln spent Christmas Eve with me at my house. Wow. I'll
6: just, uh, I just want Anthony's order, one, two, three. Whatever the fishes were, I'm a big seafood guy. Nah, oh, you, you would love it, dude. Yeah. You would love it, eh? I big, awesome. big seafood guy. Uh, my wife, so my wife, like I said, she's from Central America. She makes tamales for uh, Christmas Eve, and then... Nice. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any of the dessert, as you said, the cookies, all that stuff, so... That's my top
0: to get some milk and cook. <laughs> <laughs>
6: all right, and
11: finally, I want you guys to give me your NFL Coach of the Year
6: balloting. One, two, three. Oh boy, I gotta look this up here. I mean, well, first of all, Stefanski's got to be in the very short conversation, right?
7: Yeah, I'm, Kevin should. Uh, Kevin should be you know, like one or two. Yeah, ha- Harbaugh should be up there. I mean, I, we give all we give all the love to Lamar. I mean, part of it is keeping that thing together, which he has done brilliantly.
11: I'll throw out a name out there. Where do you feel Shane Steichen would rank it's in all this? Great call. Yeah, no,
7: he's done a great job. The Colts, the Colts team still, involved, still alive in the playoffs and backup quarterback the whole year. Even what he had with, with Anthony Richardson, Steichen has done a tremendous job. Yes.
6: I'll only throw one other name in there. I think Mike McDaniel in, in Miami has done them because guys have been in and out of the lineup. Uh, as we just said with Tyreek, now Jalen Waddle's hurt. We'll see if they can continue this run. That was game time. No Texans, love?
11: That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's
6: a great point by you, by the way. D'Amico Ryans probably is in there as well. So that, that was where I got tripped up. Yeah, I think, I think Stefanski's got to be number one. You want to go yeah. D'Amico? You, you want to go whoever? I would go D'Amico. As once he's like, hardball gets it. You know what I don't understand? He gets a lot of guff. He does. But, you know. Yes. Says Doug Gottlieb Show, Air Torres, uh, and Anthony Gargano in more NFL. That's next. Fox Sports Radio. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any
2: storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling Home, Auto, and Life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
3: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company SI and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, Six thousand American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: I'm Diosa, and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
2: Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through